everyone, I'm your host Hector. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. And this is yet another edition of the 2000 Movies version of the podcast. This is where I review a film, uh, just all on my lonesome, all by myself here, uh, reviewing a film that I've just gotten around to watching. Uh, and with the one caveat that, uh, the way I pick these films is that they have had to have come out after the year 2000. Um, the other way I pick this film is that I kind of have to want to watch this film. So, <laughs> uh, just because they came out after the year 2000 doesn't mean, uh, I'm going to review them. They also have to be something I'm interested in. So, um, yeah, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, let's get to it. So this week I'll be reviewing the film Argo, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Ben Affleck. And uh, this will be a spoiler-free review, so no need to worry there about me ruining the plot of the movie for you. But before we get to the review, um, I wanted to let you know what I'm excited for uh, this summer. Uh, there's plenty of summer left. Uh, this is uh, a list of uh, just a short list of things that uh, I've been enjoying this summer and uh, some stuff that I'm look, really looking forward to. And this will just be a quick kind of rundown because uh, this is stuff that I'll want to kind of talk in length with uh, with the guys whenever they're here, whenever Jason, Ian, and Matt are here. That way I can kind of bounce um, ideas off of them. But um, uh, I'll just run down my list here quickly. Um, as most of you know, um, listening to the podcast over the years, uh, I'm a big Lana Del Rey fan, and um, I'm still enjoying Kim Trails Over the Country Club, which is the album she dropped in March, I, I really like the uh, title track, Kim Trails Over the Country Club, and um, the, the the opening track, uh, White Dress, is uh, pretty amazing. Um, and uh, her new album, Blue Bannisters, uh, drops on July 4th. Um, she dropped like three singles off of this new upcoming album, but I'm, I'm kind of laying off of jumping headfirst into the new tracks because I'm like I said I'm still enjoying the album she just dropped a couple months ago so um, uh, definitely looking forward to that um, something I'm enjoying currently is uh, Marshmello um, the uh, electronic musician <laughs> made me sound old the EDM guy um, Marshmello he just dropped an album called Shockwave and uh, it was unexpected didn't know it was coming down the pike, and um, yeah, there's some good tracks off of this one. This is a strong album of his. Uh, so far, I've added a couple of the tracks off the new album, Shockwave, onto my um, ongoing uh, playlist, and the two tracks I've added are the uh, opening track, Fairy Tale, and um, let's see, another track on there that I added to my playlist is Vibrate. It's spelled V-I-B-R-A, and then the number eight, Vibrate. Um, this new album also seems kind of feature-heavy, but not not in a detrimental way. I, I, I think it's a very um, rounded and realized album from uh, Marshmello. Let me, um, <laughs> let me make sure I'm getting the genre right, because... Um, electronic, so yes, I was on, on the money there describing Marshmallow as an electronic artist. Um, all right, so going from music to uh, TV shows, I just wrapped up What We Do in the Shadows Season 2, and it's 
uh, out of the shows I've been watching recently, this is one that I'm going to continue on to the next season. There's a couple TV shows I just finished up where uh, I'm not going to make it past the first season, but this one in particular made the cut, and uh, I'm really looking forward to another season. Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement are, are, are great showrunners and, and creators of this show. Um, I think I got my dad <laughs> last night was or yesterday was Father's Day, and I called my dad, and we're doing what we usually do is kind of talk TV and movies, and um, I uh, recommended what we do in the shadows to him. Uh, both seasons, uh, one and two, are on Hulu, and uh, I share my Hulu account with the old man, so um, I recommended it to him uh, as a silly vampire show, a comedy so uh, he he jumped on that. I, I'll have to hear have to wait to hear back what he what, what his thoughts were. Um, really enjoying that. The cast is fantastic. Um, some good directors that I've recognized from other TV shows. Um, I think it's Kyle Newichek from uh, uh, the Workaholics. Um, he he was part of the cast and the main showrunner director on Workaholics. He he does some directing work on what we do in the shadows. Uh, just all around great uh, comedic show um and speaking of comedic tv shows uh the smartest and simultaneously the dumbest show on tv rick and morty is back uh it dropped last night uh there's a episode in my queue the first episode of season five that's waiting for me uh um waiting for me um once i get done with this podcast that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna (laughs) Uh, quickly edit this episode and jump on to some Rick and Morty. I'm so excited. Um, it's my favorite show that's currently uh, being produced. Uh, I, I realize it's not for everyone, but um, it's 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 just in line for my sense of humor. And uh, yeah, Justin Roiland, uh, Dan Harmon are geniuses, and I'm so glad they they found each other. <laughs> and uh, and here we are with the season five of Rick and Morty. And um, let's see, TV, more TV, Loki. So uh, super excited for Loki um, so far. Uh, first episode I really enjoyed, but was um, optimistically cautious about it because just one episode, you can't really judge a TV show on one episode um, and even two. But the second one is uh, ramped it up and is pushing it and a direction that I think um, is promising. Um, like I said, these uh, the stuff that I'm bringing up right now, this little list of stuff that I'm excited for, um, I, I, I'll get to talk more about it when Jason, Ian, and Matt are here, and, and specifically Loki. I'm really curious to see what their thoughts are on this show. Um, I, I really enjoyed WandaVision. Um, I enjoyed uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Although Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel I, I didn't have enough takeaway from it, even though even though it kept my interest the entire time. I I don't feel like there was anything there for me to take away with me. Where with WandaVision, um, there's character development, and and then it's going somewhere. Like it did change those characters. Where with um, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, at the beginning of the series, Falcon was going to be Captain America, and then he decided not to, and then at the end, he is going to be Captain America. I get 
the back and forth a little bit, but really it just kind of ended where it started. So it was, like I said, it kept my interest, but it well, there wasn't enough there. This show, Loki, it seems like it's going to shake up quite a bit with the MCU. And speaking of the MCU, uh, the MCU is coming back big time um, with um, Black Widow, which is uh, a couple weeks, uh, maybe two weeks away. It's supposed to drop on July 9th. Um, I've already got my ticket for the IMAX. Got the perfect seat right in the middle there of the IMAX theater. Um, got high hopes for this movie. Uh, I have to admit, I have some trepidation now because uh, they released some kind of early reviews that, uh, from my experience, isn't always a good sign when they're like three weeks to a month out and it's just like a couple of reviews from randos. <laughs> and um, it seems like something Warner Brothers in DC would do just to kind of like, hey, everybody, uh, um, this is good. Just, you know, take it from us. And, um, I, I don't know. Um, it's, I'm not, I'm not worried it's going to be complete bomb, but it's, it's, I'm kind of going in, um, uh, a little skeptical now, more so than I was about a month ago. <laughs> um, I, 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 what I really, really want from this film, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll probably just get it. Uh, I uh, best case scenario a run of the mill superhero movie, which will be fine because it won't be counted as a loss for Marvel. But what I want it, I, I want something to blow me away, and not only that, but I also want some some espionage, some real kind of like spy shit going on, some James Bond stuff going on. She, uh, you know, uh, Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, is the deep cover spy action kind of it's it's their James Bond in the Marvel universe and I I want all the crazy action you see in the trailer but I also want some some you know espionage some intrigue so I'm hoping to get that I'm hoping uh, it does that because I appreciate that Marvel will uh, you know they're not just superhero movies they're, they're superhero movies with with the little couple genres kind of mixed in to kind of keep things interesting. So, um, yes, uh, I, I'm uh, um, looking forward to this with open arms, just the MCU back in all its glory and the movie, in the movie theater. Uh, really stoked for that. Just um, my preferred way to watch films like this. Uh, not 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 all movies I need to watch in the movie theater. Um, and speaking of which, I'll get into my review of Argo. And this will be uh, a really quick review. Um, it'll be a kind of, I'm going to try for a, uh, what do you call that? A water cooler review, kind of like you're at work and you bump into somebody, a buddy that appreciates movies, and you just give them the rundown of a film you just watched. And, uh, and you got to keep it short because you should both be working. So <laughs> you're trying to be considerate to the fact that you're on the clock and you're talking um, uh, about stuff that's not work-related. So this will be a short little review of uh, Argo uh, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Ben Affleck. And let's see here. Let me get my notes for this sucker right here. Like I said, I'm going to keep it prompt here. Uh, ben Affleck, it's not his, this wasn't his first time directing. He had directed Gone Baby Gone and The Town um, before directing Argo. 
and it stars, like I said, Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, John Goodman. And um, this movie is kind of crazy in the sense that I kept noticing a lot of people had been um, in other movies with uh, other, like, there's a lot of uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon going on. Because, like, um, let's see, uh, there's actors that were, uh, besides Ben Affleck, that were in Batman and Superman. There's a couple other actors <laughs> that show up in this movie. And this came out before Batman vs Superman, but then uh, and also Halt and Catch Fire, the TV show. There's some, there's a couple actors from that show that make it into this movie, and uh, like Batman vs Superman, uh, Halt and Catch Fire came after Argo, uh, but before Argo, Days Confused, um, uh, was a movie. Actually, Ben Affleck was in it, and so was Rory Cochran, who shows up in Argo. So there's a lot of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. My head was spinning when I was, when new actors would show up while I was watching this movie. Um, a lot of other actors from other Affleck directed movies. Also, um, one that I noticed was uh, Michael Parks plays, because uh, this movie uh, is based on on real life events. So there's going to be people, uh, actors playing real life people. And one of the instances of this was Michael Parks, the actor. Um, who, who died a couple years back, um, He in this movie, he plays Jack Kirby, uh, the Jack Kirby, creator of the Marvel Universe. Um, uh, Michael Parks plays Jack Kirby in this film. But Michael, Park, Michael Parks also starred in the film Red State that also starred John Goodman, who's also in this movie. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the, the most fun I had from this really intense movie was that uh, I had a great game of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with all these actors. A lot of great actors, too. A lot of, a lot of good um, actors that I'm a fan of that I've seen in other stuff that I've enjoyed in other movies. Um, so uh, the description of this film, Argo, um, is uh, it's, it's an American historical drama thriller. So right there, and it's, I mean, it doesn't fuck around. That's exactly what it is. This took place... In 78, 79, 1970, let me see here, I should already have this, yeah, 79, the Iranian um, revolution's going on, uh, Jimmy Carter, the president, takes in the uh, former, one of the former leaders of Iran, I, and I'm not going to get into the nuances of all the political stuff in this movie, uh, I'm just going to give the basic rundown of uh, of the film, but, uh, so, um, the Iranian um, people are, or most of them are pretty upset at the United States because we took in this uh, um, Iranian um, leader that they want to put to uh, put, uh, you know, uh, make him have his day in court and possibly put the guy to death. And um, the embassy, our U.S. embassy in Iran gets uh taken over, get a bunch of, of our ambassadors get abducted. A couple of them get, like, escape and um, find refuge in a couple of the other embassies of other countries, uh, Canada, New Zealand. Um, and then Ben Affleck plays a character, Ken Taylor, I think it is. Let's see here. Yeah, the real-life dude that helps people exfiltrate, which I didn't know that was a term. I guess it's the opposite of infiltrate. It's to remove people from a dangerous situation. No, it's not Kim Taylor. It's Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez is who Ben Affleck plays. Um, 
they uh, concoct this crazy idea. This happened in real life. They concoct this crazy idea to make it seem like the people that are hidden away in the Canadian embassy are actually filming a science fiction movie. And the uh, it, uh, Ben Affleck's character has to convince the outside world that that's what they're there for and needs to get them out of there without any kind of like, without anyone getting killed essentially or, or you know, tortured or whatnot. Um, the, the movie starts out right away and um, uh, it starts out right away really tense with um, the really upset Iranian people um, and, uh, and it just keeps that tension throughout the entire movie, but it's appropriate because the tensions were really high, um, during these couple months that this happened. So it's fitting for the movie to be that way. And, um, the, uh, the hostages, there's a lot of focusing on them, not the hostages, but the, uh, I guess they're hostage. They're 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 holed in at the Canadian embassy, and um, if they get discovered, it's really bad. Uh, so you you get to see them and just uh, how hard it is for them. Um, so even though I knew the outcome, I still was worried for them the entire time. So I'm kind of at the edge of my seat, just worried for them the entire time. Um, now. When it comes to movies that are based in real life, uh, I, I've learned that they have to, they have to, uh, let me make up a word, Hollywoodize it, you know, kind of make it more fantastical than it is. Um, I, I did a little reading after watching the film that, yes, there's some stuff that uh, makes the U.S. look better than they should. Um, not just necessarily against uh, the Iranian uh, people, but like, um, and with the Iranian people, they just, uh, they do what U.S. movies do. They just turn a group of people into kind of mon monolithic kind of, you know, uh, they don't show very much nuance when it's us versus them. And the them always gets kind of like, um, just a generalized version of what the people really are. But, uh, I'm talking more specifically with like, the credit that should have gone to New Zealand, the New Zealand embassy and the Canadian embassy. Uh, I think there was another um, embassy that was involved that were trying to help out the U.S. But anyway, so yeah, there there's a little bit of a um, a little bit of a bias, U, uh, U.S. Uh, American bias. Um, but I should already be aware that that's how a lot of our um, art and media will kind of skew anyway, so I shouldn't have been too surprised by that. Um, still a very decent movie. Um, it's just that it's not something I would be quick to uh, recommend uh, uh, aside uh, or other than like to recommend it to somebody who's into political thrillers like this. Um, I just can't make a generalized recommendation to just anyone. This movie does have everything like a prestige film should uh, should have. It's got all the right ingredients for it, like for Oscar, like Oscar bait, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, it's got uh, celebrated director, uh, just, you know, Brian Cranston, um, John Goodman got a great 
uh, actors, an ensemble, solid ensemble. Um, it's based on something uh, happened in real life. Um, it's got, and, and it's, I mean, it's well crafted as well. It's got everything going for it. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't um, uh, rise above any, you know, it's kind of one of those movies that that came and went. But having said all that, uh, Ben Affleck is a very strong director. Uh, one of the main reasons I decided to add this film to my list of movies to go back and watch is that um, when he directed uh, Gone Baby Gone and The Town, wow, I was really blown away by those films, uh, specifically the directing. Uh, ben Affleck didn't start directing films till later in his career, and he came out right out of the gate, kind of like um, John Krasinski uh, and um, uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, with their first movies, just like first-time directors, just I mean, knocking it, knocking it out of the park. It's amazing because lot, lots of directors spend their entire lifetime, or you know, uh, most of their lifetime, trying to get movies to be this well put together, and, and not just well put together, but that work that people talk about. So um, yeah, uh, I can't give the strongest recommendation to Argo, but. I can give a super strong recommendation for The Town and Gone Baby Gone. So um, my feelings on this film, on Argo, uh, I give it a B just on its uh, just on its technicality, on its craftsmanship. Um, it's not a bad movie at all. It's just not one that you have to go rush and go see. Uh, um, I, I enjoyed it, but like I said, it, it was a relief at the end because it was just tense the entire time. Um, There's a lot of just tension the entire time, I should say. Uh, so I give it a B. Uh, out of my co-hosts, who I would recommend it to is uh, Jason, uh, mostly. He, he he can get kind of cerebral uh, when um, or enjoys cerebral uh, films like this. Um, he, I don't know, he might not like this one in particular, but out of the three co-hosts, I think Jason would be a sure shot. Um, but uh, I think he would agree with me that The Town and Gone Baby Gone are stronger films. And if uh, um, if you're interested uh, and you haven't watched either one of those films, uh, yes, definitely. And, and The Town most mostly. The Town is fucking awesome. It's a great uh, suspense thriller. Um, I think who's, who's in that? John Hamm, Jeremy... Jeremy Renner, uh, Rebecca Hall. Uh, yeah, it, it's a fantastic film. Like, um, definitely add that to your queue if you've not watched it yet. So, um, let's see. Uh, Argo, 2012 film. I watched it streaming on HBO Max. And uh, and I think I saw it also playing on Hulu and Amazon Prime. So, if you don't have HBO Max, that's where you can find Argo. And uh, let me tease a couple of the episodes coming up for Mind Grenade. Uh, let's see. The very next episode. Yeah. Okay. So the very next episode will be me, Jason, and Ian. Uh, I don't think Matt will be able to make it. But uh, we're definitely going to talk Loki. And then we're uh, and, and then anything else that uh, the guys have to talk about. Probably, probably more streaming recommendations and stuff we've... 
um, watched uh, movies, TV shows, uh, any comic books we've read. Um, let's see what else. Oh, and Jason has a music game. The Mind Grenade music game is coming, coming back. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I like participating in that as a contestant. Jason's got uh, a handful of songs that were to guess what year they came out. And uh, I, I'm always stoked for any kind of music trivia. So I hope you are as well. And I think that's it for this episode of The Mind Grenade, episode 261. Um, let's see. You can find a feed of the podcast on mindgrenadestudios.com. You can uh, subscribe to Mind Grenade on iTunes and anywhere podcasts are found. And leave us an email at mg2014 at gmail.com. That's mgtwenty one four at gmail.com thanks for listening thanks for subscribing this has been hector saying so long and we'll talk to you soon